Hello guys, this is Hardwood Tile here, and today we're going to do episode 2. So for today, we are going to talk about Uber Technologies, the one of the biggest rideshare companies in the world. More like the biggest rideshare company in the world so far. Now, um, the reason why I want to bring up this podcast is because there have been so so many things going on in the market, you know. You got like invest investor sentiment, Uber declining. Um, hold on, real quick. And then um, you have like, you also have their stock hitting all time lows two days ago. And you know, like with all that chaos in the market, you just have to wonder, like, um, what is what is something that. That the big the big boys see that we the small boys don't and that's what I'm here to talk about today so so just to let you know um, I am not a financial advisor all all the content on this podcast is opinion opinionated and um, if you like need financial advice just seek a financial advisor okay um so yeah, and just, you know, invest wisely. Um, I am not responsible for any of your gains or losses. This is just some, um, this, this, this is just some, um, an opinionated based podcast um, based on, um, based on SEC files, news articles, etc. So um, let's first start off with the, before the IPO. Now, when Uber was about to go public, many of its drivers were protesting over unfair business practices like lower wages and for pretty much um, causing their drivers to miss out on benefits like social security. Now, honestly, like the other companies, the other rideshare companies like Lyft, um, maybe even Bolt in Europe, they too also experience a lot of protests. And, you know, like, if you think about it, with, with like this price war going on between all the rideshare companies, since there's just no moat in all these companies, it's, it's just gonna get worse. Okay, I have to be honest with you on that. I feel like it, it's gonna get worse. Unless the government intervenes and does something like uh, a price floor or uh, something like that. And in their S1, Uber says that it actually relies on calling the driver's contractors rather than employees. That way they don't have to pay an hourly wage. That way they don't have to give benefits and a bunch of other stuff, you know? And regarding the price war, so um, some of you who are listening in Europe might actually um, know and have been using this service. Um, it's called Bolt. Bolt is another rideshare app that um, that beats Uber just by price, you know? And that's why many people in Europe are actually using Bolt instead of Uber. And at the same time in the US, you also have Lyft, which it also is involved in a price war as well. And then, of course, you go. You also got, like, other nations like China with DD and, um, 
Yeah, just like a bunch of other competitors. Um, I know that Uber actually used to have operations both in China, in Russia, and in other like countries. But because um, you know running those rideshare companies like overseas because of the you know the huge competition, it's like the struggle is just really big, and that's why. That's why Uber has decided to actually sell its operations, um, its overseas operations. So, with Russia, it, it sold Uber Russia to Yandex Taxi. Um, just blame the government on that one, I guess. Um, still reading the full story. Um, I know that they actually had a stake in DD, but next thing you know, DD started being Uber. Uber also with its cash burn problem, which, which I will talk about more later. Uh, they decided to reduce their stake. Um, not sure if they're completely sold out though. Um, and then you also have um, you also have like in South in South America you have um, it's Brazilian operations, which is a money flowing machine. Yet at the same time, there's like plenty of competition. Probably taxis over there like rival Uber. And yeah. And you know how like competition is like you know really fierce that um, even like just this year they actually bought out their competitor Kareem, which is a Middle Eastern rideshare company. And regarding that, it's just an interesting story how like you're you're trying to monopolize like the whole world's rideshare, the rideshare service. Yet at the same time, it's like they're also selling. Um, their entities, which help them become a monopoly, and it, it's just really like interesting. You know, I really don't understand the strategy behind it, but I'll look more into it. And okay, now let's talk about the cash burn problem, which is something I really, really want to talk about. Like, you know, the reason why I talk about you know drivers demanding better, better wages. Um, Uber struggling with price wars like all around the world. Like the reason why I talk about all this in the beginning is because it will help you comprehend what I'm about to tell you now. So, in the in its IPO, Uber raised around 8.1 billion because they、um, listed their shares in the lower end instead of the upper end of their、um, how do you say it of their like potential.、Um, Price and just in Q, just in quarter two, they lost five point two billion dollars. Okay, that is like more than sixty percent of the money that they raised from the IPO just gone. Okay, and if you think about it, the reason why Uber is like, despite the huge cash burn, reason why it's still like alive. Is because of the money, the proceeds it gained just by selling their operations from other countries, you know, and they 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 made they made good money on those、um, on the proceeds. I'm serious. Like investors just keep bidding up on the on the what do you call it, on the shares of these rideshare on these rideshare companies, and. You know this cash burn problem is probably gonna get worse as like more drivers demand better wages, as at the same time, 
you know, you have like Lyft and Bolt just like starting to beat Uber in price. Like, seriously, like there's just no moat. And if you think about it, Uber is just not only suffering in the rideshare business, it is also suffering from its Uber Eats division, um, probably also Uber Freight, but um, I still need to study the numbers more. But yeah, and interestingly, at the same time, in Q2, their growth has slowed dramatically. So honestly, if you're gonna like try to convince investors that you're gonna be like profitable just through revenue growth and all, like it's not gonna work. Like, I just don't see this working as like the rideshare market is starting to become saturated, you know? And plus, like people could easily switch apps, you know, from like Uber to Lyft. So, I really wouldn't even, as an investor, I would not even hope on growth. But, well, it depends on the person themselves. And does Uber have a chance in profitability? Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. But I highly doubt that they would ever become profitable. More like, I could see them going bankrupt in like a few years if this cash burn just keeps on continuing so yeah um honestly if you guys know any way that uber could be profitable let me know so i could do my research and then reiterate like a buy or or a neutral signal so yeah, um, thank you for listening. Um, if you if you want me to analyze any other companies, just let me know and have a great day.